0: Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. You don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do shit. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Thomas and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking today? Good, dude, good.
1: Uh, I'm just uh, drinking a hazed and infused dry hopped ale from Boulder Beer Company. Oh, it sounds hoppy. Yeah, it actually is not. It's very smooth, very easy. It came with, uh, so for my birthday, my parents got me a beer of the month club thing. Okay. And so uh, my first one arrived like a week ago. It came with uh, 12 beers and uh, they're all pretty freaking awesome.
0: That sounds like a good club to join. I like going to the grocery store and doing like the mix and match beer or just getting like a little four pack of something I've never heard of. Still haven't gotten a taste for the super hoppy beers yet, though. I feel like I need to, you know, to be like a legit beer dude. <laughs> it's still, just ah, uh, uh, Pilsner is about where I stop. Like it's just the right amount for me. If I get into IPA territory, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to say I like it just to sound cool,
1: <laughs> dude. Uh, in the winter, like uh, give the stout a, a try. It's like I do love re- stouts, yeah, yeah, because they're they're easy drinks. They're mm-hmm. damn yeah chocolate yeah, infused it's just like, the, and... like
0: in your face like punch you in the face bitterness of an ipa just a little bit i don't know i gotta lie to myself <laughs> it's like black <laughs> coffee i like creamy coffee i like weak coffee
1: not... you're saying session beers the other t- the other episode and that's a good session beer because you're not gonna drink so much if you don't like uh the hoppy uh
0: see you're missing the point the session beer is so you can drink a lot of the beer ah true not get too drunk but if I don't like the beer, I'm not going to drink too much of it. I'm just going to go home and play my video games, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But anyway, uh, that that intro quote, which I'm not going to say again. It's from Office Space, one of my favorite movies. And uh, we got that from Neil via email. And if you want to get your catchphrases on the show, you can send them to us, preferably to Twitter. We are at Money Matters Man over on Twitter. And you can send us your catchphrases if you'd like us to read them on the show. Also, email if you want to, uh, if you don't have Twitter or whatever. But today we have a guest on the show. And uh, his name is Stephen,
2: um, <laughs> Stephen guys. guys from
0: deepexistence.com. And uh, Stephen, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks so much, Thomas. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, so you have a book called Mini Habits, and I don't know if you know this, but I am a habit geek myself, so I'm really excited to have this conversation and see what you know about building habits. But, uh, and you're not at all prepped for this, and you probably couldn't have predicted this, but I have to point out that... Your site was designed by one of my really, really good friends. Actually, um, oh, yeah. yeah. The moment I, when I went on your site and I was like, "Oh, this is a Cola Cube theme."
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Alex. So yeah,
0: yeah, Alex, uh, wow. Alex Mangini. He's uh, been one of my good friends for probably about three or four years now. Um, I go down to Austin every once in a while and stay with him and hang out. So it's a pretty nice little coincidence that uh, you're using one of his themes. It's a great, great theme. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. he, he does a lot of good work these days. And yeah. I think he's still making themes and doing custom web design stuff too. So um, I guess I should just give Alex a shout out. <laughs> I think his new site is bordertradition.com. But anyway, um, so let's talk about habits. And On Deep Existence, I saw that like the, the story uh, of how you kind of got into this whole thing was uh, started by a rejection. <laughs> So I'm curious to know like what did you get rejected from and and why did that start you down this path of
2: building habits? Are you talking about my career path rejection?
0: Yeah, so on your about page, I think uh yeah. my story, it's like let's see here. Somewhere it was like if you want to learn more about me, like I about my j- rejection.
2: Oh yeah. So <laughs> so long story short, I graduated in 2010 with a finance degree. The economy was asleep, and I couldn't get a job. So uh, I was like, oh, well, I have a lot of free time. (laughs) I'm going to start a blog. And at this point, I had been writing for a while anyway. So uh, it was kind of a natural next step just to see what the world thought of my thoughts instead of just my Facebook friends. So I started Deep Existence, and after two years of going nowhere, I had... Well, I had like four hundred and fifty subscribers, which was pretty terrible in comparison to many of my peers. And then I kinda just hit a breakthrough and uh today I have almost nine thousand subscribers. And when I uh when I launched Mini Habits I had about four thousand subscribers. So that's kind of my uh career path. And uh right now I solely derive my income from mini habits and related products such as the mini habit mastery video course.
0: Cool. So it wasn't really a specific like individual rejection that spurred you onto this path. It was more like you couldn't find a job because of the economy, so you just found a well, new outlet.
2: It felt like everyone was rejecting me. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. It was actually a huge point of fear for me because I graduated in twenty thirteen. Um, but I went into college in '09, and at the time that the economy was just tanking and I was like, if this doesn't, yeah. you know, come back up, I don't know what I'm going to do when I graduate. And, uh, talking to you, talking to a few other people who graduated around the same time, it sounds like it was a really tough situation, but, uh, it seems like you've made the best of it. So, um, tell me about like mini habits and sort of like what your like, how building habits has helped your life and what you do to do them.
2: So yeah, I think habits are the foundation of every person's life. Uh, According to a Duke University Journal study, 45% of our total behavior is habitual. Mm. So that alone is kind of shocking as far as how important they are. And when you consider that these are behaviors that we repeat on a daily, typically daily basis, it's even more important that you have good habits and not bad habits, it's uh, just starting out on the right foot every day versus starting out in a hole every day. So uh, that's a, since I started writing about personal growth, that's been a focus of mine is how can I change my habits? I kind of accidentally came across this mini habit strategy because <laughs> it was late December. I was thinking about my year. This was in 2012. And I was like, wow, that kind of (laughs) sucks. So so I was thinking of how I could change. And I knew I didn't want to do another New Year's resolution, which didn't work for me or anyone else. 92% of those fail, according Hmm. to uh, a study. I forget who. And so I just decided I'm going to do a 30-minute workout just to start off. Uh, I couldn't do it. I, was, I mean, I was supposed to be motivated. This was my, my changing moment, but I couldn't even do that because I just felt lazy and I was in a negative cycle. So uh, I had read in a book called Thinker Toys by Michael Machalko. It's a great book for uh, creative problem solving. There's a technique he calls false faces, where you consider the opposite of what you're currently thinking. And that kind of broadens your mind to the whole spectrum of possibilities. So I did this. I thought, what's the opposite of this 30-minute workout? Uh, Of course, you could say the opposite would be sitting on the couch and watching TV and eating potato chips. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) But I thought about it in a different way as far as the, the intimidation and the size of the workout, how that made me feel. So I thought... The opposite of this big intimidating workout is to do just one push up. And after I was done laughing at myself for thinking of that, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it because I can't do anything else. So I got down, I did my one push up, and I was like, oh, this is how I start workouts usually. That's kind of interesting. And I did a few more since I was already in push up position. And then I did the same thing with pull-ups. I was like, okay, I'll do one pull-up now. And I did several more. Long story short, I did a 30-minute workout that way. And that really opened my eyes to the power of small steps. So the next step would be how can I best leverage this power? And that would be to create habits. Because when you create a habit, it's easier to do that behavior than not to do it. So if right. you fast forward to today, it's two years later, I'm going to the gym five days a week or more, and it's easy. And that's just because I built a habitual foundation of, I started with one push up a day. That was my mini habit. And I've also uh, done great in habits of reading and writing every day.
0: Yeah, and that's awesome. So, uh, 2014 was really like the year of the habit for me. Um, I'm doing something similar to what you're doing, like you know, exercising every day, reading, writing, that kind of stuff. But what I found is, like, you you learn about habits, and you think, oh, cool, if I could just build this habit, um, I'm not going to need a whole ton of willpower to make myself do things. So I'm going to write down all these habits I'm going to do, and then it's it turns out like harder than you think to build those yeah. habits. So what are your, uh, what, what's your advice for people to actually get into the habit of doing the habit when it still requires willpower?
2: That is a great question. And in my opinion, that is the question of habit development. We know that once we build a habit that it's, it's good and we can continue it. But the problem is getting to that point. And I think this is where traditional habit formation philosophies have fallen short. They, they'll all tell you about the behavior the cue behavior reward cycle and they say just get to that point but they don't tell you how to actually get yourself to that point and that's where many habits comes in because these are behaviors so small that you're supposed to be able to do them on your worst day and if you think about something like doing one push up yeah you could do that on your worst day if you can do a push up of course Okay. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're low willpower tasks that that should work.
1: <laughs> so I, I met Thomas. I mean I, I knew Thomas for a while, but um, he, he's a big habit guy. And I, he does this like crazy morning routine and he wakes up super early. So, so I understand like the concept of creating a habit to wake up early in the morning, right? Like for me it would be like 7 a.m what what might be the, like the mini habit version of that or or maybe how ha- how do you uh compare what a habit is to what a mini habit is
2: okay so for the first question the morning routine or getting up early that is a tricky one to make mini because it's it's hard to minify getting up in the morning it's kind of like <laughs> it's just hard to minify. It's gonna take a certain amount of willpower to get up in the morning. And Mm -hmm. personally, that's something I'm not great at. (laughs) But uh, there are a few things you can try. Um, One is alarm clock practice. Uh, A lot of the problem with people getting up late or hitting snooze is that they've simply trained themselves to react that way to their alarm. That itself is a habitual response. So, I actually read this in a Steve Pavlina article. I don't know if you know him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got some good stuff. Uh, He recommended practicing getting up to your alarm, which sounds pretty ridiculous, but you just get in bed, you set your alarm for five or 20 minutes or whatever, and when the alarm goes off, you just jump right out of bed. Hmm. So, if you practice that enough, you can condition that response and... I've actually tried that and had good success with it.
0: Yeah, actually, I like Steve Pavlina's stuff a lot. Um, I came across his blog probably when I was a student because he had this whole series on like polyphasic sleep and um, taking like multiple naps a day. And I was like, "Ooh, if I did that, I could be the most amazing college student ever." And I now realize (laughs) that polyphasic sleep is probably one of the dumbest ideas we've ever come up with. (laughs) Sleep twenty minute naps. I. Uh, Yes, I gave the Uberman schedule, so it's six (laughs) 20-minute maps a day. I gave that a good shake for three days and promptly decided it was the dumbest thing I've ever tried. (laughs) But not before getting all excited and writing a blog post about it. So I think I had to go back and – like I put like a note at the top. Uh, I was dumb when I wrote this and I think (laughs) you should sleep like six hours a night at least. (laughs) Um, But I did – I eventually made my way over to his article about – Jumping out of bed, uh, practicing the alarm clock thing, and I never tried it. Like I kind of have my own way of getting out of bed on time that works pretty well. But I think it would be a good way for people to sort of get in the habit of just getting out of bed on the like the cue, like like establishing that uh, alarm as a as a strong trigger for getting right out of bed instead of just hearing it and then going back to sleep. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, sorry again.
2: You you had another question about the difference between a habit and a mini habit. Mm. Um, essentially, the difference is uh, a mini habit is a minified version of whatever habit you'd like to form. So if you would eventually like to do 100 push-ups a day, that would be one push-up as a mini habit, most likely. Uh, now, some things are more difficult for some people than others, so the metric i use to define a mini habit would be if it sounds stupid to you because if it sounds uh-huh. i call it stupid small if okay. it sounds stupid to you then that means that it's not intimidating at all it's a joke and that means that you can definitely do it every day no problem so so, so like,
0: I, if you want to read a book every like if you want to read a chapter of a book every day just be like i'm going to open my book and read one sentence that kind of thing
2: well that actually brings up an interesting point. I used to say that it that a mini habit couldn't be too small, but that changed when uh, a reader told me that she had written thirty words in thirty days. <laughs> oh, like one word a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the problem with that is that. It doesn't start the process. And that's that's a mm. key part. You want to do enough that it starts whatever process of the activity you're trying to do. So okay. my reading mini habit is two pages a day. I know that's enough to get me into the material to the point where I might continue. Because that's another part of the mini habits philosophy is the option to do more than your mini habit.
1: Okay. So if I want to work out, um, you know, three days a week, uh, would would the mini habit be just going and walking into the door of the gym, turning around and leaving? Like, I mean, because obviously it's a lot of effort to get there, but that's also part of the problem. Like, how how could you maybe frame that?
2: That's a great question. Now, that exact goal was my goal when I started doing one push-up a day. So the way... I went about it was doing one pushup a day to decrease my resistance to exercise in general, and then six months after that, one push-up a day that's mm-hmm. when I made the jump to the gym, which I had tried many times in the previous ten years and never got it to stick but because I started with this foundation, I was able to to do that. Another thing you can do uh, there's something I called I call hybrid mini habits where you can choose an either or like either you do x or y so for that you could just say show up at the gym or do one push-up and of course the the thought there is oh you'd always do the one push-up but maybe not and if you wanted to, you could even set a minimum of one day a week where you show up at the gym, and hopefully, when you show up at the gym, you don't just leave. <laughs> because personally, I wouldn't do that because I don't want to waste my trip. So true, um,
1: right? So one of the things is like, and I, I'm actually really starting to like this idea, is because uh, we all know like what we're capable of, and you know, we, we think that we can obviously achieve these things. Um, the, maybe the and and I like the idea starting so small, like almost like embarrassingly small. They wouldn't even like tell people like I'm just doing one push up. But <laughs> maybe maybe the question is so fine. You know, I've gotten myself onto the floor. I've done one push up. You know, and then maybe I do like another one or two or something. Um, How do I one like do that on a consistent basis, and then two. How do I, like, progress that? Because, you know, if I'm just getting onto the floor, I'm just going to, like, do whatever, one, five, three. How does that become then to sit-ups or then to pull-ups and and eventually, you know, how do I drive myself forward?
2: That's a really great question. So uh, that is actually going to depend on – Flattery gets
1: you everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
2: (laughs) So the way I approach that is different for each habit. Uh, My reading and writing habits are the same as they were when I started them one and a half years ago. I still to this day aim to write 50 words a day and read two pages in a book a day. And the reason is I don't need to increase that target in order to do significant work. Uh, just because I would like to read and write anyway, so I tend to to well exceed that target. But I, on some days, I still need that small target if I'm having a bad day or just not feeling it. Uh, now, for the exercise, that was a situation where I did need to scale it up, and it it's really important to to kind of buy into the the idea that. Even if you do something ridiculously small, it is going to change your brain over time. That's the key here. We're not, we're not looking for a short-term win. We're looking for a long-term brain change, which is going to support more and more change in that same area over time. That's the that's single best foundation you can have for change. So part of it is buying into that. Just the the concept that habit formation, even on a very small level, is going to help you. So that'll help you be okay with only doing one or three or five push-ups a day. And then at that point, it's kind of going by feel. Like if, if you feel like you're ready to move on, you probably are. But... Uh, generally I like to play it safe and I recommend that people stick with their small targets until they're absolutely sure that they can, uh, sustain a higher target.
0: Right. Yeah. So there's a, there's a podcast I listen to called the Sean West podcast and he had one episode where he talks about how he wanted to do a daily video show, but at the time he hadn't even stuck with doing one video a week. So rather than saying, I'm going to make a video every single day, he said, you know, don't don't set that goal. If you if you have not yet proven to yourself that you can perform at a lower level, Um, once you can actually perform at that lower level and you have like a lot of, of data behind you to say, yes, I can do it, then you can move your goal up.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, one of the things I've learned about when it comes to forming habits is like the importance of planning for the pain points. So it's, you know, it's very easy to, to do a habit when everything's rosy and, you know, you got free time, I can go to the gym. That's easy. But what, um, what ends up derailing a lot of people is they travel or like a friend comes over and they just don't have time to go to the gym or something comes up where it like makes it stressful to, to, to take care of the habit and it's incredibly important to plan for those um, contingencies, I guess. Do you do this with many habits or do you find that they're small enough where you don't need to do that?
2: I, again, I think you hit on the crux of, of habit development. That is what derails most people. And to answer your question, yeah, I think it's kind of built into many habits that they're small enough that you don't really have to worry about that being an issue. Mm. Okay,
0: so... So it's really simple then, just like pick something tiny, do it, and then try to keep the motivation to uh, perform above and beyond what you set your goal for. Um, But are there any other like techniques you have found that help you perform better besides just this really simple rule?
2: Uh, Well, you did mention motivation and that's (laughs) that's kind of a, uh, it's something to me. It's... I don't really like motivation because people use it as a starting strategy. I think it's a very poor starting strategy because it's based on how we feel about doing something in any given moment. So the good thing about many habits is that they actually trigger our internal motivation to do these things. Because something I always say is what is more inspiring than doing the thing you want to do? It's more inspiring to do it than to watch a, an inspiring video about doing it, right? So, once you start that process, usually you'll get some sort of a boost of motivation. Uh, right. And that can spur you on to do the what I call bonus reps. So, more. so it
0: sounds like what you're kind of against is like the hopeful like pump up motivational videos, you know, that kind of stuff, not motivation as an s- actual scientific concept.
2: Exactly. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cause, um, you know, I, I'm totally with you. Like a lot of, a lot of motivations built on our feelings and a lot of times we'll say, I don't feel like it. And I don't feel like it doesn't actually limit your options at that point. Um, but everything we do, you know, being a life form in general requires motivation of some sort to carry out.
2: Well, that's the thing. Motivation actually has two definitions and I don't, I don't hear anyone talking about the two distinct definitions, which are actually quite different. One is our reason to do things. We need a a reason to do anything and everything. But the other is the kind of feeling-based motivation, like I'm really motivated to go to the gym right now, Right. whereas I have never not been motivated to exercise and be healthy but my yeah. motivation in the moment does fluctuate. So you have one word we use for for two very different things.
0: Yeah, so in the moment motivation and then just like overall motivation to be in a certain state or get to a certain uh, goal. Yeah, exactly. So Andrew, mm. um, the thing is like Stephen and I are two guys who geek out about habits and I just finished <laughs> reading Power of Habit. Like what are, what are your questions right now about you know, building habits, because I, I want to like, I want to dig up things that I wouldn't think of seem like with all this stuff fresh in my mind after just reading a book about it.
1: Yeah. So uh, part of it to me uh, feels kind of like that. So, so he was saying, you know, uh, Steven was saying before how like the alarm would go off and, or, you know, you maybe just, it'd be like 3 PM and you're just going to lay down in bed for 20 minutes, <laughs> alarm goes off and then you jump out of bed and you practice that. And it reminds me of, like, the whole Pavlov's dog thing where, you know, the bell mm. rings, the dog salivates because he knows the food is coming. Mm. And um, it definitely, like, dumbifies it, which I think is good and important, especially when, like, it's, like, this elusive thing. But, I, I, you know, I didn't even know that, like, I needed to wake – not that I needed to wake up at 7 a.m., but I didn't even consider that a thing until you had brought it up to me and I was like wow like I really want to do that and so maybe like before you even form the habits like how do you identify your bad habits like how, how do you know what you're doing is like like for lunch I had just a bowl of pasta I was and Stephen made fun of me because I was carb loading you know like, like you know obviously he makes fun of me. like oh that's probably not a good thing but how do you kind of like locate these things
2: Okay, the mini habits is for good habits. I should specify that. It's not for changing bad habits. So for identifying good habits that are a good thing to pursue, I use what I call the Y-drill. Drills drill, that's what they do. So (laughs) the Y-drill is essentially... Asking yourself why repeatedly until you get to the source, the, the core reason why you want this new good habit. So for me, getting up early is actually not a priority to me. And I know that because of the why drill. Because I'll say, why do I want to get up early? Because that's what successful people tend to do. Why... Why does that
1: I, I think you've hit the crux of my problem. I'm like, <laughs> why should I wake up early? Because that's what's, ah, uh, whatever. Well, you
2: know? yeah, yeah. You can see that it, that's, it's based on something outside of me. So I, I don't even know. Like, but if, yeah. I, if I talk about writing, I'm like, why should I write every day? Because I love it. Why do I love it? Because it's the best way that I can express myself. And I really en- enjoy the whole process and i i could go on but it's obviously from within me something i deeply desire
1: so so let me let me go to something maybe like i I think when you say writing it's something that you want to do so like maybe it's a bit more obvious or clear or it's like at least you know on your mind's eye but you know i was talking to thomas the other day and and he's been helping with habits and just be more productive and um I forget how we got into the topic, but uh, on my phone, um, I would get an alert every time I got an email. I would get an alert every time a message came into Slack, which is our team communication channel. And I actually got like a a ton of alerts. And what would happen, and I didn't even realize this, is I would basically be getting nothing done because I was constantly interrupted by emails or chat notifications. So, Thomas being the the pro and, and, and knowing these things caught it for me and and was like dude just disable your notifications you'll actually get shit done (laughs) but like i'm i don't know if i'm able to see that for myself i'm having difficulty locating these things that are preventing me from succeeding
2: uh yeah i mean a lot of that i think is mindfulness and that's just being aware of what you're doing at all times now that's that is definitely a learned skill and Personally, my mindfulness has increased tremendously since starting my mini habits because at at least three times a day, I'm having to change direction and think about what I'm currently doing versus what I should be doing. Uh, so pursuing good habits can develop your mindfulness, which can help you identify some of those bad habits. And. Other than that, meditation is a, a good way to develop that skill too.
1: Thomas, how do you handle mindfulness? Like, I mean, I'm curious like your take on the whole even locating bad things.
0: Yeah, so I, I think mindfulness for me started out as kind of a bit of a mini habit or maybe just like one aspect of it. Um, back in high school, I would realize that I'd have to go to work at four or something like at the grocery store or a target or, and I would leave at like three fifty-five, thinking cars are teleportation. Basically <laughs> I'd never like thought about the, the lead time, you know, the, the, the gaps, you know, how long it would take to actually get there. So I started having to build this like out of necessity, this mindfulness to think, how long is it going to take to do, you know, get my car to there? Like, can I, can I consider, um, the red lights that might happen, traffic that may happen, like, starting to take these things into an account. And that sort of just led into mindfulness in other areas. Like I got to college and I was like, maybe I should figure out how early I should look for an apartment or how early I should sign up for classes. And just doing those in like specific little areas kind of made me think about um, other areas. And I started just naturally trying to optimize everything. Mm. And I think like that can be a slippery slope eventually because you're just literally like trying to optimize every part of your life and not having fun. Uh, but you, you just start like deliberately looking at like, okay, what am I not satisfied with? You know, or, or, uh, taking it from another angle, like what goals am I not achieving fast enough? And, and, you know, focusing on one goal, like why am I not reading a book a week or why am I not writing 500 words a day? Like what specifically is impeding me from doing this? Oh, okay. I find myself getting on Reddit. And then, staying on for way too long, or I find myself going out and talking to friends and then watching them play video games for too long, and then it's bedtime, and I think when you think about it in the context of like what have i what did I not achieve um, as 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 opposed to what I wanted to achieve and what caused that to happen, then you can start to identify bad patterns that you
1: want to change so I want to ask you you both something because you were saying you know. And, and, and I'll, I'll paraphrase a little bit. Blah, 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 goals, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and you know, goal, <laughs> goals popped into my head. And, and cause, no, I'm, I'm making fun. But it was, it was actually Does that so, what we sound like. <laughs> what, what, you what? just need to get motivated and
0: build habits and goals and Pavlov's dog and temporal motivation theory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so I, I think that I'm pretty goal driven. You know, okay. and, and I know that you, you are as well. Um, but I've been seeing online, like, a lot of people, like, you know, don't make goals. Like, live live life, you know, just kind of, like, sway with the breeze. And, you know, and, and part of me is like, you know, yeah, I just want to go onto the beach right now and just, like, lay down. And just kind of do, you know, and not, not like, give up on life, but I, I guess where, where is, like, this line where you're creating goals and you're trying to get better or just improve your life. And, like, where's the line where it's, like, too much or, like, you shouldn't? And, like, should you even listen to these people who are, like, anti-goal? <laughs> well, I will say one thing about online.
0: Uh, every potential opinion that you could imagine <laughs> will be espoused and backed up by all sorts of data because people want to be um, listened to. Mm. And the best way to do that is to be contradictory to something else <laughs> and, and make a splash that way. So uh, you, you'll be you will see people who are like, don't eat, eat the sun, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> don't don't set goals at all or or set nothing but goals. And I think there's a lot of black and white thinking and in binary positions, because binary positions, as we can see from politics, get a lot of attention. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll let Stephen take the bulk of it. But I, I really think it's just a balance that you have to strike
2: yeah, I would agree it's a balance. Uh, I actually do see some of the logic of the no goals talk, uh, but that might just be because of what many habits have done to my perspective. Mm. I Nowadays, I think much more in terms of direction than destination, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because a, a goal is a destination. It's a, a specific point you want to reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a direction is just, a place, a direction you're walking toward. So with my many habits, I've, I've kind of dropped all of the, the typical big goals that I'd relied on in the past and now I'm just, I'm just walking in specified directions that I'd like to walk in. And this, I think my personality is probably less driven than many entrepreneurs. I'm not like a oh man I gotta I gotta do this I gotta get it all done. Mm -hmm. That's that's that's... like
1: me to a T. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. So I'm not quite like Andrew in that regard, and that's probably why I prefer just this direction because it allows me to kind of live the relaxed, simple lifestyle that I enjoy while also making progress in things that are most important to me. So I think what Hmm. everyone has in common is. We all have these really important things that we would like to get done, and then some people like Andrew want more. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> so well, they need just, goals. <laughs> uh, what you just said, like I think my my best friend Martin is really really similar to you. Where I don't I don't know like how motivated by specific goals he is, but he wants to be going in the right direction in specific areas. But I want to dig a little deeper into what you said about it because when you when you walk in a direction, you can at least see what's ahead. So, like, what specifically do you see ahead in this direction? Like, maybe not, oh, I'm going to achieve this, you know, X, but I'm going to be better in this area, or maybe I'm going to, you know, be able to wake up and say this about myself. Like, do you have specific uh, ideas of maybe what you'll, like, your life will look like in the future?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, like, I want to look like Hugh Jackman.
1: <laughs> exactly. yeah, don't we all? I I figure start with the chops and then maybe just like leave it at that. I can get really close Actually, in like five minutes. Yeah, I
2: could do the chops pretty easily. I was just thinking more about the like upper body physique, but yeah, I could do the chops now. Need to get the weird hair. As far as other goals like that, I would like to release my next book in the next couple of months, but that's still not a a hard goal, I would say. And I would like to become a a big time author. <laughs> I guess. Okay.
0: Yeah, so you at least like see maybe like a situation that you'd be in eventually where yeah. you want to develop the habits that will get you closer to that. Even if you're not the type of person to be motivated by, you know, deadline driven, specifically planned out goals, you're at least like I'm the kind of person that wakes up and does X, Y, and Z because I know they are going to get me to this, um, you know, loosely defined place, like well-known author or, you know, known for this thing, you know, uh, like, or to use my friend Martin as an example, like he wants to be able to speak a few languages. So he's going to build habits that'll get him there, even if it's not like I'll be fluent in French and pass B-level test by this date, you know?
2: Yeah, that sums it up pretty well. Yeah. Cool, cool.
1: I, I like how it, it kind of came together. So, yeah. two two habit guys on, on either sides of the <laughs> mic with like two very different approaches towards. Because I, I know Thomas is is like I'm sure you have. I mean, you have your impossible list, which is basically like one million goals, like in yeah. in a list form. <laughs> and and Stephen yeah. is, is the dude walking on the beach, and he wants to get to that spot, but he may take a zigzag. He may. Lay down for a little bit, you know, but yeah. like the the point is that um, you could actually get there and you don't have to sprint, I right. guess, as long as you put the the pieces in place so that you actually achieve it.
0: Yeah. And I think mm. there's a lot I can learn from Stephen and, you know, people that have the mindset that you do because, you know, uh, Andrew, you're totally right. Like my brain still at this point is very like achievement hunter, you know, get this done by this date and cross it off and like have this big rap sheet of everything I've done. Um, and I, you know, I do to a degree, I want to start building a life where it's a little more laid back and not so planned out. Um, but I'm just like kind of wired to specify
2: that, it more. That's funny though, because like from my perspective, I'm like, man, I need to be a little bit more <laughs> like Andrew and like go after my.
1: You really set. pumping. You're pumping my ego up so much in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be able to do any more interviews. I'm so fucking great right now. Andrew, well, your you, skin's looking you mentioned radiant. flattery, and I'm really
2: liking that. So,
1: no, sorry, but, you were saying great things about me. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, it, it's
2: over now. I, I forgot. So
1: continue the flattery no no no
2: no but yeah like because i'm the way that i am i i look at the other side of the fence and i see a lot of good things about it so it i don't know it it's probably a process for everyone finding exactly what that balance is but i think generally most of america would be more like you guys and that they're very goal-driven and achievement-oriented uh so, they should listen to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, see, I was going to say it possibly differently because I actually think that more people might be like you, but then should listen to you because oh, you, right. you took your approach and actually, you know, formed habits, wrote a best selling book. Like, oh, so okay. I, I think, like, probably Thomas and I are more the minority in that, like, we have like OCD and can't stop, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: each of us has a limited circle of friends, you know, so we can never be representative of everyone that, you know, in the world or in the country. But a lot of the people that I see, I think would be maybe more on your side of the table where they don't, they're not super goal oriented and they just kind of want to enjoy their lives and be in a specific spot. But what they don't have yet that you do have is this mindset to deliberately look at a direction and start saying, okay, here's actions I can take every single day that'll get me there. You know, there's a lot more want, but it's not defined well.
2: I agree with you. And I think that's why many habits is done well because it mm-hmm. speaks to those people. Uh, when I made that comment, I was actually thinking of entrepreneurs and I okay. specified that. <laughs> uh, that
0: makes more sense. Yes. I think yeah. people who are entrepreneurial and into doing their own things kind of fall into our little category which is yeah. why a lot of them end up doing the kind of things that we do <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so anyway dude this has been an awesome conversation obviously I'm habit geek so it's been really cool talking to you um, so if people yeah. want to learn more about you dig into your science-y writings and stuff where can they go to both read your stuff and connect with you
2: man DeepExistence.com is my blog where I post every Monday and email subscribers on Tuesday. And of course, my book, Mini Habits, is my prime jewel. It's the best thing I've ever done. So uh, that's on Amazon. And then I also have a video course on Udemy called Mini Habit Mastery, which is the video course version of the book.
1: Oh, cool! Cool. By the way, how do you spell Udemy? Or, or Udemy, or I, I've heard of it before, but I'm why?
2: Yeah, U D E M mm-hmm. Y.
1: Because I'm like literally going directly there after this. I, I've oh, heard yeah. so much about it at this point.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Like all these uh, online learning platforms are so cool. Uh, Udemy, like, uh, what what are the other ones? I'm like totally brain farting right now. I, I know there's like course. Linda
1: is one.
0: Yeah, well, there's one that, like takes courses from actual universities and. It's you know, like, like, right iTunes U is is
1: awesome. iTunes U takes from like Stanford and Berkeley, like all kinds of courses and like literally the lectures recorded and like just broadcast for free in, in like hmm. video podcast form. It, it's pretty.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Oh, man, why can't I think of the other, they're called MOOCs, but I'm like just totally brain farting right now as hey. to the two big ones.
1: I, I don't know if this says to to habits or, or or the personality or what, but most people will hear Udemy and they're like, Oh that sounds cool, I should check it out. Maybe I could learn something. I hear Udemy, I'm like, Okay, I'm going there. I'm creating a course, I'm gonna sell it on Udemy. <laughs>
0: oh, Coursera. That's the one.
1: Yes, Coursera. Uh I yeah. took a game theory
0: course on there. Uh, I didn't end up finishing it, but yeah, it was really cool and it was like this is basically a college class just done online, and you can fast forward the professors. And so <laughs> I like these new platforms. Well, hey, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thank you. I've learned a ton,
0: and hopefully, people listening at home have learned a lot too and can start implementing habits either in a crazy achievement hunter fashion like me and Andrew have going or a more holistic, just direction based view, which I, I feel like is more realistic and uh, probably easier to implement for people who don't have robot brains. <laughs> at
2: least start out with that.
0: Yeah, start it like just pick a stupid habit you think is too easy to even even give consideration to and just do it and see what happens. Anyway, guys, if you have questions about money habits or other related topics, listen, money matters at gmail.com is our email address, and you can email your questions into us to get them answered both on the show and uh, as a personal response. And if you want to get involved with the show, um, as easy as the stupid, easy action of subscribing, to get it on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, or getting more involved and maybe getting in uh, helping out with a team, then go over to lessonmoneymatters.com slash get-involved. All of our opportunities are outlined there. We'll be updating that page in the future with more as we come up with them and have instructions on how to do that. Um, instructions on how to subscribe will be there, as well as how to leave a review of the show, which if you want to help us and support the show and get it out to more people online, you can subscribe and leave an honest review. I'm going to read one real quick. This one is from J 2 and He says, finally, this podcast is more friends meeting at a bar and less sitting in a financial peace class. <laughs> I love Dave Ramsey. His Financial Peace University helped me pay down $56,000 in credit card debt in three years, but it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> These guys provide lighthearted conversations with people that cover the mass range of the financial knowledge spectrum from experts to novices to absolutely clueless boobs all provide a great perspective on money matters cool thank you so much for that review jordan and if you want to leave a review we will also leave, uh, read it on the show and unless it like calls me a dick or something <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll read those kind too. Who knows? <laughs> I'll let Andrew read them so I can just soak in the hate. I would and encourage not have you to just, like read it myself. I would encourage <laughs> you to
1: say bad shit about me, but then I would probably just cry silently in my room. So there's just like
0: eight extra minutes. of just silent sobbing.
2: Don't worry, Andrew. I'll flatter you more. The,
0: you're coming so back on, Stephen. We have your <laughs> Skype info, so we're just gonna call you up like every once in a while and be like, "Hey, can you say good things about us?" Because well, we're
2: just <laughs> I'm here for. <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, if you want to find our favorite money resources, books that we recommend, tools that we use to manage our money, stay more productive, all of that good stuff, and also support the show just by clicking through the Amazon uh, and not actually paying any more, but uh, helping us with that, then go over to slash toolbox. You can find all the resources there. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and we look forward
1: to the next episode.
0: Later, Andrew, and later, Steven. Later, Tom. Goodbye.